and welcome to another episode of the Tool Belt Podcast from Plant Services. I'm Tom Welk, the Chief Editor. In mid-2020, the ARC Advisory Group and Wind River collaborated on a survey of manufacturing leaders to better understand the challenges industry faced during the COVID-19 pandemic. That report, Industry 4.0 and 5G in the COVID Pandemic, is now available. The link to that report is in the podcast notes. Nermeen Mohammed, the head of Telco Solutions at Wind River, had a chance recently to talk with the plant services editors earlier this year about some findings in the report. Well, uh, Nerman, thank you very much for being with us today. Um, we can start the interview with a question about the research report. And the questions on next generation process improvement initiatives, supply chain stood out as a leading response. This is kind of a surprise to me. Um, when you look at the data, how do you explain that particular result? And yeah, regarding the survey, I think the interesting part of that question is really the fact that so many of our respondents are working on all projects in all five areas. So it's almost 70%. However, supply chain management or optimization came on the top of that. And uh, the reason for that is, as you know, the pandemic. The pandemic has disrupted so many supply chains in 2020 and exposed many vulnerabilities that still need to be evaluated and addressed. And this makes it no surprise that this area is getting a little more attention right now. And this is clearly an area of concern and focus for our company and for all companies. So, as you know, COVID-19 has demonstrated the power of supply chain optimization to enable organizations to anticipate, sense, and respond to unexpected changes and minimize these impacts. And as we head into the post-pandemic world, end-to-end visibility and collaboration across the supply chain is critical to ensuring that the network will continue to function as intended. Otherwise, in this absence of this automation and optimization, manual intervention could be needed to adjust to disruption. And typically, this is inefficient and costly approach. Okay. I'm curious, have you heard of cases where supply chain issues have either slowed necessary maintenance down um, by reducing the amount of spare parts people have on hand or otherwise introduce uh, challenges into into normal maintenance processes like that? Yeah, actually, both of them. So as I mentioned, uh, supply chain optimization has been a focus. However, it came to the top of mind of all industry and manufacturers based on the challenges we faced with COVID-19. And as you mentioned, it's, um, it exposed our vulnerability for supply chain diversification and how to get our uh, assets and how to monitor, automatically monitor, monitor the assets and optimize the use and reduce whatever uh, failure is going to happen and plan for this in advance. So these use okay. cases are actually uh, happen across many manufacturers and industries, and this is why I think the supply chain optimization came on the top of the use cases and process improvement industrial applicants. Okay. And I know you had a question about uh, COVID-19 as well. Do you want to go with that? Yeah. I, I'm curious if you think, Nerman, COVID-19 was exposing cracks that were already there in the global supply chain? and sort of expose a problem that was already there more broadly, or, or do you think the pandemic sort of exacerbated those issues as well and, and made things worse than they already were? 
the latter actually. So I think the supply chain problem has been over there and looking into supply chain optimization was an initiative that's being pursued by all industrial manufacturers. However, COVID-19 has just exposed this stronger and um, has set things up. And the report also mentioned that these types of improvements are something that can't be realized overnight. It was referring to um, the supply chain issues as well as innovations for, for products and services. But those are types of improvements that must be developed over time. Uh, do you think manufacturers are, are thinking more long-term now or, or have more patience for something that won't be realized in a short period of time, you know, given the pandemic and how much it's changed perspectives and, and maybe attitudes overall? Yeah, and actually that was another surprising result from the survey because, like you mentioned, manufacturers are taking their time in order to change and adapt to new technologies. However, when we interviewed them, the survey resulted shows an acceleration of the adoption of 5G and Industry 4.0 and going aggressively after this process improvement. So I can share you some data points from the survey that shows that um, these industrials are expecting, 81% of them expecting to adopt 5G within the next five years, and 50% next year. So this is actually a surprise for me and uh, for everyone, because like I said, it takes time to adopt new technologies and kind of negotiate and see what ROI is expecting from this. But this shows that things are changing and these companies are trying to pull forward the target date for their long-term initiatives in order to have it earlier than it was already planned. And it appears okay. that they're accelerating their digital transformation. You know, I was I had a question about that 5G time frame as well. Maybe we can jump to that one since uh, I think it's a good uh, point to follow up on. Um, do you think that your respondents are being realistic on their predicted adoption time frames, or do you think that either it will be required sooner than the respondents think? I guess it, it maybe might, might not be as urgent. Um, so what, what, what do you think about those data points? Do you think people are being realistic? I think so, and actually, like I said, the survey results shows an acceleration of the adoption of 5G, which actually hmm. is showing a, like a rapid acceleration of the deployment of 5G. And uh-huh that people from the survey are very confident in the ability of 5G and the intelligent edge as well to not only solve the basic supply chain problems, but also innovation and product production efficiency and security. And this is consistent with what we're seeing in the market. We are seeing acceleration in the deployment of 5G. Um, like, you know, service providers were really pushing for the technology and the COVID-19 pandemic set things up. Like, I can share with you some of the data points about the 5G deployment. Like, if you recall, 2020 has been planned to be the first year of 5G commercialization. However, the pace of 5G deployments greatly surpassed the rollout numbers of all previous generations. So, from a recent research data, actually, it shows that 185 5G networks were deployed with more than 220 million subscribers by December 2020. And I, to put this growth into perspective, if you look at 4G technology, they actually roll out deployed um, 20 networks with 400,000 subscribers. So a huge difference between 5G and 4G. Uh, in addition to that, actually, OneGiver did a different survey around the same time frame. 
and we found that one in three 5G projects in U.S. and China in all sectors have been accelerated by COVID-19. Wow. I also think that these are really very high expectations around the 5G to enable the industrial world. The survey has showed us that people are very eager to increase their use, such as analytics, artificial intelligence, autonomous collaborative robotics, machine equipment diagnostics, cloud computing, to name a few that rose to the top. So with all these benefits of 5G expected to deliver low latency, high bandwidth, high reliability network connection, the combination of all these expectations is actually fueling a sense of optimism and demand. So 5G is happening at a very rapid scale, and it's happening right now. That, that those are amazing stats. Uh, as you say, you talk about the speed of adoption and deployment. Uh, one of the data points in the survey talked about um, top process improvements. And, and, you know, anecdotally with our readers, we have heard a lot of people inquiring about remote operations, remote control, remote work from home. And I know, you know, the one word remote covers a lot of different topics. Um, but Anna and I were talking about issues of getting the last mile of high bandwidth to a remote location, such as, say, a, a rural house or rural plant. Um, if I could ask my question first, and then Anna can follow up, it seemed like few respondents actually did select remote operations or control as one of their top, improve, top process improvements. Um, I would have expected it to be higher. What are your thoughts on that particular data point? Was it a surprise or, uh, or something you were expecting? Yeah, good question, actually. And if you look at the question we posed and we asked it in the survey, was for the respondents to rank in order of importance to the company's overall plan. So clearly, when we asked this question, optimizing supply chain was top of mind as a result of COVID-19, as we explained. And secondly, about innovation. Seems like a logical choice for them for innovation to come second place because you're talking about strategy and this is came as a second place. In addition to that, you'll, like, you'll see that enhanced time critical control and remote control operations were close enough to almost tie for third place. And then, of course, the last one was optimizing non-time critical control. So I suspect this response was the nature and due to the nature of the question followed by the sense of impact. In addition, actually, if you look at industrial companies, I believe they are still trying to better get a handle on remote operation and how to deploy it. There is less confidence about the path forward on how to implement this approach, and maybe this is why it was reflected in the responses. Okay, okay. I, I'm kind of curious yeah, to talk a little bit about rural areas um, and sort of how this affects them specifically. I was reading one of your blogs about um, building the future of rural networks, and that said that according to the 2020 deployment report from the U.S. Federal Communications Commission, uh, 6% or about 21.3 million Americans do not have access to high-speed Internet. Um, we can fix this, you said in your blog. So. What's the reality of digital access for rural Americans, and what's the future of the intelligent rural network? Um, and for our readers, many sort of small to midnight manu manufacturers that are not in urban areas, you know, what does that mean for them and their connectivity, whether it's remote operations or, or bringing 5G to those areas? Yeah. So actually, I looked at this, and like I said, one zip code determine what kind of connectivity they get. And like you said, with COVID-19 exposed 
so many areas that's not connected. And during this pandemic, connectivity is important for everybody, not only to get access to voice and data, but for telehealth, the telework, and all other applications that's needed in order to overcome uh, the COVID-19 challenges, restore the community, and restore the economics. So like you mentioned, there are huge areas that are not covered by now, and I've been examining and focusing on this because I believe rural networks coverage should be a focus of 5G networks. And like what I'm saying is for so long, rural communities um, have been told it's too expensive to build high-speed networks from urban area, and most of the operators are not focusing on rural networks. But like I say, again, COVID-19 has exposed everything and changed the whole world into a new uh, area where we need to fully engage these communities. And rural networks must be deployed in a cost-effective way, and it must be fast and secure. And of course, for this, 5G is well-positioned in order to deliver the promise of uh, the rural networks. And on top of that, the rural networks has to deliver uh, the experience, the throughput, that's needed, and for that, we are expecting these rural networks to be dependent on 5G, with a distracted cloud, intelligent edge, and ORAN, which we are going to play a major role. And of course, like you mentioned, applying the automation in order for uh, applications that's real-time sensitive to be deployed in the network is a key in order to the, for the success of this network. Well, we did have one more area we wanted to cover um, on the report, and that was the issue of reliability and network outages. Um, there was a, a sentence that caught our attention, and the sentence was, in reality, industrial customers may accept less reliability if they have control over when network outages occur. It is the unplanned outages that cause them concern. Um, now, everyone I talked to in reliability, I think, would share that opinion, um, that it's, it's the unplanned outages are what really uh, can get in the way of your productivity. In your opinion, Thurman, based on what you've heard, do you think that 5G providers and teams in the plants are having the right conversations right now to deploy these solutions and, and, and that they're addressing these issues of reliability? Yeah, they should. And if they're not, they have to start right now. So if you look at the current activities right now, telcos are starting to create focused business groups dedicated to addressing private 5G use cases. And they're looking into the needs for this segment, which is including all verticals. So as industrial companies' interest in 5G grows, they know or they're coming to know and realize that they themselves are not 5G experts. And if not now, then like I said, very soon 5G providers and plant teams will be getting connected to work through the solution. And this is not lost on telcos. There is enormous opportunity for telcos and they know about it. According to some studies, the manufacturing industry represents estimated um, 5G addressable market for CSPs to be 132 billion US dollar in 2030. And based on that, expectations will need to be set and met from both the customer and the service provider. So if you look at CSPs, CSPs are completely able to meet very stringent SLAs for their services, whether it's the mm -hmm. customers or emergency services. However, they will need to work with the industrial firms they serve to understand the unique requirements that they have. 
And this is one of the key takeaways from the paper when it mentioned the need for planning SLAs and support with a view toward risk reduction and risk sharing. So I see that the collaboration between the stakeholders in manufacturing and mobile industry ecosystem is a key of achieving the enormous potential of the industry 4.0 and 5G. And Wind River actually has a long history of providing solutions to the industrial or telecommunication market, along with aerospace, defense, and transportation. So we see ourselves has been positioned to help facilitate some of those conversations, which is partly why we sponsor this effect. We know how to deliver highly reliable, low latency, can't-fit solution, and can help both sides navigate. You know, and my, my next question, Norman, was going to be, what was Wind River's role in these conversations? But you just completely answered that question. So, Anna, if you could ask yours about um, sure. reliability. Sure. Um, respondents were also reporting that confidence with technology was a, a high perceived barrier to 5G adoption. You mentioned that a little bit earlier. But in plants that are running really highly critical operations where downtime can mean huge loss of revenue or, or even put safety at stake, you know, can they be confident, confident in 5G for their operations? Um, and what conversations should they be having with network infrastructure suppliers about how to maintain critical infrastructure? Yeah, and like I mentioned, this is actually a good question. And we're talking about life, we're talking about healthcare applications, we're talking about industry, manufacturing, robots, uh, autonomous vehicles, autonomous guided vehicles, all these use cases and all these applications that require real-time um, monitoring and planning. And in addition to that, SLAs has to be met and it has to be like planned and risk should be minimum. So I see that this conversation has to happen uh, right and how to start, and like uh, what I said is when we talked about all these initiatives from industrial and manufacturers, they're looking into all that. Optimized supply chain came on top. However, they're looking at other multiple projects and more complex projects than we ever expected. Uh, they indicated the fact that they're engaged in at least the three to five improvement initiatives that are quite complex in order to guarantee the SLA and the reliability. And, of course, key from their point of view is using 5G and intelligent edge is key in order to solve these problems, guarantee the SLA, guarantee real time, and improve customer satisfaction, internal confidence, and provide competitive advantage as well as profit margin for them.